I'm Glenn Southam and welcome to the podcast that shares the challenges, successes and advice of marketing professionals working in recruitment. You also get to find out their favourite swear word. You can find me on LinkedIn, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Southam and the podcast website can be found at thelonelymarketers.com, the no strings network for marketers in recruitment. This is The Lonely Marketer Show. Let's get going. Welcome to another episode of The Lonely Marketer. I am in Aldgate today and I'm joined by Ben Diel uh, from Meet Recruitment, a global uh, life sciences uh, company. You'll probably know them, they're famous uh, purple colour. Um, you know, Ben's been doing recruitment for how many years now? Uh, four years. Four years at Meet? Four years at Meet. Yeah, yeah. and previous to that, um, he's got a design background which which seems to be um, a bit of a trend in recruitment, uh, interestingly enough. Um, and, you know, it's becoming more and more prevalent in the importance of brand, which I'm sure we'll discuss. So, welcome to the show, Ben. Thank you. Looking uh, forward to it. Yeah, good. Um, so, you know, I always like to start uh, talking about the, the biggest challenges facing marketers. Um, you know, we, we've had a few conversations um, previously about it but from from your perspective what what do you think are the biggest challenges it's kind of um it's a difficult one i would say because there's more than one yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. um i'm not just here to make things look pretty yeah. <laughs> i think that's what everyone when i first started that was kind of what what i kind of evolved into as a yeah. graphic designer yeah that sort of thing um and sort of proving to the senior leaders that marketing is the importance of marketing. Yeah. And so did, was... did you come in uh, with that? Uh, we spoke to uh, Rob in the last series. Obviously, yeah. he has a similar background from design background. Did you come in as a fully rounded marketer? Still, yeah. though, you didn't come from. Oh, I'm a graphic designer yeah. now. I'm a marketer. Yeah. So I I made a decision in my career to yeah. go into marketing because yeah. I just, I didn't want to just focus on graphic design. I yeah. liked the whole marketing sort of journey, etc. Yeah. Um, that's why I wanted to, like, I, I came into recruitment thinking, well, my first two weeks, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then it was kind of like taking, proving to consultants how important it is. Yes. And that you're was, not there just to create them brochures. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not here to just create a LinkedIn banner, make yeah. your profile look pretty. Yeah. It was more... Look, this is what more we can be doing with clients. How yeah. do we look at the candidate acquisition? Yeah. And that's what where I sort of had a lot of success quite Good. quickly. Yeah. And how did you kind of get that success? Was that just about just conversations internally and things? Yeah, yeah it was having a lot of meetings with the senior leaders, making sure that I got buy-in from them. Yeah. Um, and seeing, and they needed, you need those quick wins as well. Yeah. Um, otherwise, <laughs> there's, what are you doing? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, and just finding out what works for me, yeah. because I think a lot of businesses are different, and mm -hmm. obviously how a lot of industries are different as well. And that's why when I sort of came in, mm -hmm. I sort of got to know the industry and what tools they already had, etc., yeah. what they were already doing, and just made it better yeah. quite quickly. Um, and that's by doing sort of making sure the website. The first thing I ended up doing in my first six months was building a new website for the business. Which is quite difficult because, you know, it's quite time intensive building a website, isn't it? And, yeah. And when you're trying to make an impact in a business and you're going in quite, you know, quite early on is that 
you have to, if you're getting your head down doing a website, there's the risk that people are thinking, what the hell's he yeah, doing? Exactly. What the hell is he doing? So it's yeah. that balance. Yeah, exactly. And I think that was, that was the hardest thing. Going yeah. from the website, looking at their current website, where well, to be honest, they had no visitors or anything like yeah. that. They had yeah. no applications coming through the website. Yeah. And t- for getting Paul and Hannah, sort of the CEO, and yeah. the, the CEO at the time, mm-hmm. um, to put faith in me to yeah. build that website and making sure that investment we were going to get a huge ROI from. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of my head beer, really. Um, which luckily it was great. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're still here four and a half years later type thing. So, what do you, what what's that kind of evolved to now in terms of in terms of challenges for for yourself or for marketing in general? You know, you've we've spoke about it, you get the applications in now. The website kind of draws in those candidates. Things. What's the the next evolution is it the client side of things yeah, now definitely i think how we built the website it was a purely candidate acquisition side yeah i mean we get so much traffic traffic through yeah. the website it's the best performing job board yeah i say in the business um now it's kind of looking at that client acquisition piece because yeah. it just wasn't built for that yeah um so we've got to think of whether we the industry's changed as well though now hasn't exactly, it how you yeah. how you engage with your clients exactly um, so it's just looking at how we evolve it, yeah. um, because I think our, it's kind of interlinking all the different channels that we have mm-hmm. um, and making sure that the client acquisition piece kind of fits yeah. the website. And it's tough, and it, and it is, it's tough, I think, for, for marketers to do that. You know, you're, you're only a team of two, aren't That's you, right, here, yeah. at, here at Meet? So, um, how do you juggle all that and kind of prioritize what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. I think the laugh kind of answers the question. Yeah. And I think that's quite a common thing throughout the industry. Yeah. And I think that's what's one of those things that you're always going to have so many bits and pieces to do. You've yeah. got to be an odd job man in, yeah. in recruitment marketing. Yeah. You've got to have a bit of trade yeah. in a bit of everything. Yeah. Um, so it is very difficult to juggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've obviously got offices in sort of San Francisco, New yeah. York, Chicago, yeah. soon to be Berlin obviously the time zones are difficult etc it's just making sure that i grab like the, the leaders at the right time yeah <laughs> at the right time and making sure that do they have everything they need what are they up to at the moment it's just general catch-ups really yeah that makes sense and what about outsourcing stuff this is a common it's a common question that i've asked and people said and there's different ways of approaching it you know what would you in an ideal world would you grow a team internally or would you prefer to outsource specialist <laughs> bits and pieces or See, is it a bit of both I mean I think we, we've spoken about yeah. this kind of off before I mean I would actually like both mm-hmm. where I would have partnered with a with an agency yeah. who can do like the web design bits or the, the coding side yeah. well you, to be honest you're not big enough to have that in house no, are you exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's going to be a very long time until we are yeah um, we need I think I would have partnered with an agency who mm-hmm. can do that sort of side and maybe an SEO specialist who's within the agency who yeah. we work with and then grow the team yeah. right, in terms of another designer yeah. uh, design and brand is a massive part of our business yeah. where 
we always need I think we need a couple of designers yeah we would have sort of a social media person or just more of like a general marketing I don't like specialists anymore yeah I don't think there's such thing anymore. I think it's tough in a recruitment company unless you're unless you're one of the the big boys where you can justify having those specialists I think exactly. in any in any high growth recruitment businesses that are constantly evolving, um, sometimes we get caught off guard as marketers and decisions Definitely. decisions get get made without us knowing. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, by the way, we're opening an office next week here, and, and, and you could get caught off guard. I think that's important for you know that's exactly. why marketers need to be in that decision making process. Um, but yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. I'd rather I'd rather have a kind of team in-house around me that can get their hands dirty get involved in bits yeah. and pieces it's kind of what i i've been i speak to georgie a lot yes yeah. marketing exec here that it's kind of like a marketing administrator job yeah that, that's kind of that sort of junior position yeah where we need to do a lot of work with the crm system yeah where we don't know where that would quite sit whether that would be kind of like the operations or marketing yeah. because yeah it's a bit of a gray area isn't it even yeah. even it side things nowadays well, definitely you know, yeah. because you do a lot with um Bullhorn, yeah, don't you? You you work quite closely with that and uh, Cube nineteen to to kind of segment the data, yeah. Which in some in some businesses, I don't know, marketing might say that's not their responsibility. I'd question that it probably is. That data is key to how you you're going to market. Data integrity is so important in terms of email marketing, even. I mean, the amount of times I've been blocked. <laughs> yeah. Just because maybe the data hasn't been right and we've made those improvements yeah. that have then en- enabled us to then have a bit more of a strategy yeah. going forward. Because you can't do it. You know, there's so many... The, the buzzwords around at the moment are automation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what are you automating if, yeah, if, exactly. if your data's crap? Um, exactly. You know, we, we, had, we had Scott on the show um, a couple of weeks ago and, and he was talking about um, I don't, I'm not sure he kind of uses the data on the CRM it's very marketing led leads mm. and kind of establishing himself type thing but um, that's a challenge what, how, how are you approaching that data integrity piece is it a <laughs> tough it's a tough gig. I'm yeah. working with the uh, opera- uh, head of operations here yeah. I mean she's great she's working on the bullhorn system all the yeah. time looking at different integrations mm. or looking at different uh, ways to improve the system and yeah. fields we can make mandatory so making sure those details are correct yeah um that's kind of stage one at yeah. the moment but i mean i kind of saying painting quite a bad picture it's not no. as bad is it i, I, I don't sound. it's not as bad but i think it is it is quite it is quite common i think it's a lot harder for the established businesses who who have had data for many, many years, to, mm. to drag it all back is, is, not drag it back, but to get it working how we need to in kind of this new age of where marketing and sales is so closely interlinked in terms yeah. of marketing being able to qualify leads and then pass it on to the sales. That's, that's a relatively new new thing where, where it's kind of merged together. So, um, you know, it's just a case of, have to go through a little bit of pain to to get there and i'd say i don't think it's a it's not it's not a bad thing it's just a, a, a shift in processes really that we need exactly isn't it? yeah yeah i mean especially with how many leads that are coming through the site it's managing that yeah. quantity and and how in different integrations work or whether yeah. it's even suitable for our system because that's what we're finding yeah with a lot of these tools yeah that everyone says they solve all of your problems and then you find out they don't yeah <laughs> and it costs 
X amount of money. Yeah, um, it's quite company specific, isn't it? it yeah, and I think that's it. Every company's different. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, what would you say would be your biggest marketing success, whether it's here at me or in a previous life? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember a life without recruitment. <laughs> oh, I, know. I know, I know the feeling. <laughs> um, I would say sort of, sort of building the brand. Yeah. Um, sort of ground up. It was. They had so much to sort of shout about at me and they have I was the first marketing hire here. yeah um, so they had no sort of design abilities they weren't partnered with an agency so yeah it was a blank canvas doing very well from sales and probably thought yeah. oh you know don't need marketing yeah. so much because we're doing floor, it all right it? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember sort of coming in and I, well I actually had two job offers two job offers I yeah. had one big corporate recruitment company yeah um, and one blank canvas and the bigger corporate was offering more money, it was closer to home. Yeah. And then I had the blank canvas and I was bought into what Hannah and Paul were saying. Yeah. I was bought into it and thought, I'm gonna do it. I'm just gonna go in there, build the brand and make it what I envisioned and hopefully what Paul and Hannah want it to be. Yeah. And I feel like we've achieved that in that four in those four years. Yeah. So I kinda of say that would be the, the, the success was the, the process. The whole really. process. Yeah. There's been lots of ups and downs, yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I've made mistakes. Yeah. Um, but I would say that was a, a success and yeah. sort of revenue generating through the website. Where previously, yeah. they had nothing. Yeah, and being able to... Well, yeah, or, or it might have <laughs> happened, but no one knew about it or anything exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so what, what's, the, what's the next stage for the, the meat brand, if you like, then now? Um, it's maybe looking at a new website, yeah. sort of looking at how we can develop sort of like the brand. Kind of evolve. Yeah, brand, I think yeah. we're kind of at that stage now yeah. um, where we need to look at obviously the client piece. We've got so much material already yeah. to do with the clients. We've just not got that implementation. Done. Yeah, the infrastructure to be able to. Exactly. Yeah, so it's establishing because that. We've got, we've got it all. It's yeah. just getting out there now. Well, I think, I think that's it as well is that recruitment businesses, recruitment consultants, and as such marketers, they have so many conversations day in, day out that they, exactly. you know, other than the people who you're placing who know the market obviously well, there's no, no one better placed to be able to, to shout about the things that are going on. So it's just getting that platform, whether it is automation, um, whether it's video, and it's just, choosing something, prioritizing it, and, yeah. and cracking on really, isn't it? Well, exactly, and I think with the, sort of going back to the success, it was yeah. kind of getting that buy-in from the leadership when they saw the results. Mm. When when they saw the results, it was like, okay, let's do <laughs> let's Keep, actually, like double down and shout about it. Exactly, yeah. um, and saw, saw the candidate acquisition piece was a huge piece for me personally, and, yeah. and for the business, yeah. where we improved traffic by thousands of percentages. Yeah. Um, and sort of conversion rates, etc. And we saw revenue coming through, and everyone start, started writing job adverts. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it just kind of went sky yeah. high. Um, but it was about managing that, and that's where. That that's <laughs> what I was going to say. Is like, what, how, what was that like managing that? It was a shit show. Yeah, really. <laughs> to yeah. start with. Yeah. And that's my fault as yeah. well. Um, it was kind of. There were so many applications. Yeah. How do we get the quantity? Why was that? Why why was there a shift in that increase in applications? From um, your, from it was your mind? it was how we 
directed the traffic yeah. through different sources yeah okay and how we we kind of got this system we found a bit of a sweet spot which yeah. took a lot of testing and yeah and took a little bit of money wasted yeah yeah um you have to fail a few times to get it right exactly yeah. and it was we were finding that we're getting loads of applications but the quality wasn't great yeah so okay. then we made a slight change in our strategy and we were still getting high high volume of yeah. cvs but the quality was a lot better that's yeah when we made a slight which change. saved time for consultants exactly because I, I always i always felt in previous companies as well it's it was all well and good you know having all these applications especially from your own website but like you say if the quality wasn't good is it was just noise then for the consultants they just they they just wouldn't look at them like and <laughs> yeah. you know if you're getting hundreds and hundreds of of applications and 95 of them are irrelevant the, the five that are actually good might still be getting missed exactly. just because they're like oh they always get crap through the website well yeah. that's it and i, I remember one <laughs> quite a dark day i just um i just shut everything down and i spot checked yeah <laughs> and just became a recruiter for a, <laughs> yeah. quite a few hours that's a good thing though put yourself in the recruiter's shoes there's exactly. nothing better as a marketer i think exactly and i found out how difficult it was for them yeah but then I also found that they were missing CVs yeah. for like what I thought were good CVs yeah. um, and sent it to like the managers and just... Yeah, would this be a suitable yeah, profile? Would this, and, yeah, and there were CVs being missed, which I don't think is the consultant's fault at yeah. all. I think it was down to a problem that I needed to fix. Yeah. And I think we got there and yeah. I think we're there now. Good. Um, so yeah, hope the quality's yeah. improved. Yeah, I think, I think nowadays as well that, well, I can imagine it already exists now, but there'll be there'll be tools and you know I'll, I'll say another buzzword i'll say ai um <laughs> that that will probably do a fair amount of of screening that yeah. that will shorten that process and increase that quality even moving forward and you know they, they do they do exist now i'm not sure how robust and accurate it is but i think moving forward you'll be able to get more and more relevance with with technology out there definitely yeah yeah cool um and you you were mentioning there i I suppose that's that's one way of of getting people bought in is you know put yourself in that those shoes and say that i understand your problems but as you move on to this next stage of me and you know wanting to do more client stuff um you get you've got all the ideas you know you know what you want to do you've got all the data um you probably thought about the content a lot of the time but in order to get the most out of it you're going to need your what 80 odd consultants that you that you've got around the globe to to probably help you a create the content but also shout about it and things like that yeah how you go about doing that (laughs) it's a hard job yeah um how it's worked in the past i've had small work groups yeah and i've just shown them how it works and yeah. show show them results as well kind of took them in rooms and yeah stuff. exactly um and sort of show them tangible results yeah and that's how i've always got them bought in and yeah. i start with the leaders <laughs> yeah make sure that they're bought in and then sort of work on like the sort of forming like a, an internal case study yeah, yeah and that's, that's the best thing that's to exactly do. what we're doing right now with the with a, a lead consultant at the moment, I'm sort of working with her in terms of getting her sort of candidate and client strategy sorted in yeah. terms of her comms plans, etc. And hopefully from there we'll have a, a firm case study to bring to the business. Yeah, I think I think that's the, it's the right way to do it. Otherwise, you 
you are kind of setting yourself up for failure. If you try to <laughs> tell absolutely everyone this exactly. is what we're doing, it's not going to happen. I, yeah. You know, I, for the past 15 years, I've seen that doesn't work. But if you can just get someone nailed down, get it work with them, and as soon as... It's the nature of recruitment consultants. <laughs> I don't mean to generalise here. Um, but, you know, they see someone making extra comms or making extra deals, and then they go, how do you... Where did that come from? Oh, it came yeah. from the work I was doing here. It will just snowball, snowball, snowball. And then exactly. you shout about it a lot more. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a, it sounds very simple, but it's usually the simplest ideas are the, the best ones. Is you, know, you put posters up on, on the walls saying how this happened. You send emails around. It doesn't have to be anything exactly, amazing, yeah. does it? I think that's exactly what you hit the nail on the head there because I was sitting there a few months ago sort of, down and out yeah, <laughs> around yeah. this and then I thought right let's just let's simplify this let me work with certain teams yeah and let's let's get this case study sorted yeah uh, work with specific clients the target clients the relationship building clients yeah and then then scope out <laughs> yeah that's good so um, that, that's that's in process now. that's in process yeah, yeah that's good so it's exciting times really good really right. exciting projects good that's good so, and you know wind it up out, outside of Kind of yourself and but the industry as a whole um what do you see like the biggest opportunities for marketers at the moment whether it's the you know people working within recruitment or, or a bit gen more generalized what, what do you see as the biggest i think um i think i kind of sort of talked about it earlier where i kind of had that blank canvas yeah. opportunity i think there's a lot of opportunities in recruitment to have that yeah um you can it's an do, entrepreneurial environment yeah exactly it? it's yeah. entrepreneurial you can kind of i remember not having a job spec and yeah. that excited me <laughs> yeah i wanted to go in there and create make my job valuable yeah and make especially sure, as they, they had never been a marketing exactly yeah. and make myself indispensable and when i hired georgie that was i didn't have a job spec for her either <laughs> it was Georgie, you need to make yourself indispensable. Obviously, I'm going to guide you, and yeah. this is kind of the key of business objectives. Yeah. But you need to make sure that you're indispensable, and that was kind of the objective for her. Yeah. And she's been great. Just, yeah. I think you're. I think marketers have always had to feel like they've had to like justify their position, <laughs> exactly, like you say, yeah. isn't it? Um, but yeah, I, I think yeah, definitely do that. Just and put your hand up and just get involved, type thing. I think marketing more so than ever is actually seems to be taken more seriously by recruitment companies yeah. and uh, some of that is i think if i'm being honest is jumping on bandwagons and there's people saying you know marketing is important and every recruiter has to be a marketer uh, without understanding that marketers are much bigger part of it but if yeah. you're a marketer in recruitment company is that you've got all that knowledge that you can pass on to Definitely. a huge business now yeah um, i think technology as well isn't it the use of well, technology yeah the use of technology is so important in yeah. a recruitment business i mean it's a lot of stuff that sit doesn't maybe shouldn't sit under marketing does yeah, yeah. So you're a lot your, your sales tools or your yeah your candidate acquisition tools will probably be in your marketing budget. Yeah. So it's kind of making sure that they're being used efficiently, looking at a lot of usage and analytics. Yeah. So I'm very analytical focused anyway, so I enjoyed all that. Yeah. Um, so, you, yeah, getting that right is huge. Yeah. I think any good marketer, whether it's in recruitment or not, 
wants to be involved with all those other areas of the business exactly, because yeah. of customer experience. Exactly. It, yeah. you know, regardless, wherever a, in recruitment specifically, whether a client, a candidate, um, a potential uh, person wanting to join your business, wherever they could touch the business or come in contact with it, that is important. Yeah. And that, that can be, from the marketing point of view, the website and stuff like that. But it could equally be if, you, if you've got a contract business and they're sending in timesheets, what's that experience like for it's them? It's like that user journey, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's like on a website. You yeah. think of it kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, like you say, it applies to systems, finance, IT, everything. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Um, and if, um, if you like advice to people coming into marketing, what would you give it? And you can't say don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> say don't panic. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you when I first went in, I panicked to start with. Yeah. As I kind of said, I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Um, there's so much to do. Yeah. But once you get those kind of quick wins, and then the strategic stuff st- starts to happen. Yeah. Um, and then you start enjoying it, and and yeah. I love recruitment marketing in terms of the candidate sort of acquisition. Yeah. Because you can like, see results. Yeah, you yeah. can see tangible results, and you can see that the business are buying into you yeah. and your department, and yeah, there was just every other industry that I've worked in. That was, it's, it's not quite the same. With no, recruitment, no, you get that direct. I think you, you don't. You, you're ne- you're not involved in a business as much no. in any other industry in the recruitment. I, I completely agree. Yeah, I think with recruitment, it, that's what's so exciting about it. Yeah, and I think in recruitment agencies, sort of like the SMEs you will only be one of maybe three to five maybe. Or if you're lucky. If you're lucky, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you've got those designers, etc. Yeah. I mean, I'm, as I say, I'm one of two. And, and that's what I love about this business, yeah. that it kind of just sits with us yeah. and we can help the business grow. I know what a, a big thing for you as well is taking ideas and experiences outside of the recruitment industry that's bubble. Right, that's yeah. a big thing for you, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I... I mean, a little bit controversial, but I don't really enjoy the recruitment-specific events yeah. as much. I find them quite samey. Yeah. I mean, I, I, when I first went, I really enjoyed it and got a lot from it. But then you, you realise you're having similar conversations, yeah, similar exactly. experiences. Everyone's having the same problem. Everyone's yeah. got some answer or some technology. And you just like, do something about it then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I went to marketing week live and i thought that was absolutely brilliant yeah. i think we, we we spoke about that quite yeah. recently where I, it was just i, I saw thomas barter in particular okay. who had a huge influence in terms of what i was sort of working on and and he worked i think he was worked for mckinsey i think it was yeah. he was a cmo there and he, he he said something that you will not be as a marketer you will not be the decision maker you've got to be an advisor to yeah the decision maker which kind of resonated with me that i have to not just go in there all guns blazing with one idea it kind of made sure that i had multiple different idea proposals yeah in okay a way. so like kind of different routes yeah which, which proves that you you've done your research saying look we can take we can take this option yeah we can take this option we can take this option my preference would be this one because it yeah. would result in that but, you but know. the overall business decision doesn't really sit with me yeah you can try and influence it as much as you exactly. can exactly and, yeah. that, and that's why i like getting out to these sort of yeah marketing week live and that sort of event um they're just really cool stuff happening as well and it kind of gives you that i mean as you know i come from like a creative background it yeah. gives me inspiration 
when it comes to sort of designing marketing materials as well. Okay, yeah, from a purely like visual. Just from a visual, yeah. Um, the the challenge the challenge is and is is always taking those ideas and implementing them into the recruitment industry. I, yeah, and I've said I've said it a few times. It, I, I find it I find it really strange in recruitment that what is a entrepreneurial industry where you know on the whole people do make quick decisions quick decisions to go into new countries to enter new verticals um, even day to day in the office you know this is what we're going to do now let's just do it but when it comes to like trying new things at a a higher level from a, whether it's from a marketing point of view whether it's from a sales process point of view is recruitment on the agency side always seems to just lag behind and I, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me I, yeah. I think it's because a lot of recruitment businesses have always been very very successful doing things a certain way and until it absolutely falls off the cliff and everyone goes holy shit we can't do like this anymore. That that will be the the tweak. And I, there is a slight shift. I think there is a shift happening. But you know, it's that. Come on, let's try something new. And I think marketers always try to push that, don't they? Yeah, no, I completely agree. It, you've kind of hit it nail on the head there again. Where it is kind of like the recruitment industry is kind of lagging behind sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like two steps behind yeah. everything else. Yeah. Um, I found that with a lot of when I first came from. So I worked in like a, an agency kind of life yeah. looking at PPC budgets that were so big and, <laughs> yeah. and sort of coming here and like 20 grand a month PPC yeah. budgets and things yeah <laughs> and then coming into recruitment where PP what? <laughs> yeah, you had to kind of tell them what it stands for <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah I mean they have no sort of agencies or anything like that partnered with them yeah. and I found that when I met a lot of recruitment marketeers I was kind of baffled that everyone had the same problem because mm. I, I had no sort of exposure to the industry. Yeah. And it was refreshing to hear that they all had the same problem. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's refreshing to hear, but it's equally frustrating, isn't it? I yeah, think. And, but, but like I say, I, I, do think, I do think it is shifting in certain aspects. I think because recruitment businesses as a whole the the, pl- the playing field's a lot more level now. So yeah. for smaller agencies who are who have broken away and you know they, they're a little bit more agile, they have access to the the same tools now. Um, it doesn't matter how big your database is or how long you've been running because you can start building those relationships and have that experience quite quite quickly. And I, I can imagine quite a lot of the more established bigger agencies do lose out to these kind of micro niche people who are trying yeah. new things and. Hopefully that will make people sit up and change things. We're, we're seeing a lot now with personal brand, aren't we? And well, that's a, that's a buzzword, isn't yeah. it? Personal brand or CEO profile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, it is a buzzword. Every I see so many different now podcasts, etc. Yeah. and uh, Vid- videos, videos that yeah. are going on. Yeah. That, some of them, I just, I don't really see the relevance of it. Yeah. And is it it's just, that why, why are you doing it? It's kind of that content for content's sake yeah. thing that I've always been told not to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, yeah, I, I don't really If you've understand. got something relevant to say. Well, yeah, say. exactly. The, the argument, I suppose, is what, what some people might say is like, you know, if you just keep pushing content out, people are going to know who you are and the people who don't want to know it 
you know, they're not your target customers, but, yeah. you know, the ones who do will listen to you. Well, but, I think that's yeah. why you have to be very creative on what you're posting out. Yeah. It has to have a different sort of direction, yeah. at least. It can't have just one sole meaning. It can't be just, I'm hiring, <laughs> for example, <laughs> yeah. which I hit that a lot. Yeah, you um, say it everywhere. Yeah, um, it needs to have some sort of hidden meaning. Yeah. Um, and that's what I always look for in our content. Yeah. I think that that's what gets the most engagement for yeah. us. Well, the, the I, uh, you know, the I'm hiring type things, that, and that's fine. It's fine for people who are looking. Yeah. What What about the people who exactly. aren't looking? You know, what are you doing for those people that as soon as they're ready to move jobs or equally looking to hire for their teams, you know, what's the reason they're going to come to you to be front of mind? It, you know, it won't be, oh, that, Oh yeah, it's that person who says I'm hiring every yeah. day. You know, what? How? How is they adding value to my career or to my knowledge of the market when I need to hire? Exactly, it's that thought leadership piece that I think yeah. would be great for the CEO profiling. Yeah, that that's what I'm interested in seeing. Yeah, and I think that's what gets the most engagement. Is yeah, well, and, and Hannah here, she's you know she's getting out there isn't exactly. she herself, and she's on like women in recruitment boards. And yeah, she like was that. recently on on the women recruitment board, and that gets really good engagement. I think yeah. people wanted to hear what Hannah had to say. Is yeah. sort of a very inspirational woman. Yeah, and yeah, I think that's something that we're marketing a lot, just in terms of showing the personality of the business. Yeah, Hannah kind of got that in abundance. And obviously you, you guys go to a lot of events and things. It's getting people out to, to those events and having those conversations. Yeah, and there's been a bit of a shift quite recently, to yeah. be honest, where we're, we're making sure that we're attending these key events in the life sciences industry. Yeah. Um, making sure that all the global events are being covered. Yeah. And making great. sure and exhibiting as well. Yeah. <laughs> Not just attending. Yeah, exhibiting and, and I suppose... It's, the challenge is once you're there is not not kind of overly selling it's just getting the yeah. guys involved in the conversations isn't it exactly yeah. and that's one thing that the brand's all about is about personality and that's obviously why yeah. we're called meet we yeah. want to be, make sure we're in front of those people yeah and, and i suppose from a marketing point of view you'd love to be going out to those events with uh, a with a with a camera crew in tow <laughs> having interviews and things yeah oh yeah that's that, that the dream that's the dream eh? <laughs> yeah fly, flying all around the world with a camera crew. And do, it it does happen though. Like there, there are there are some this again smaller smaller recruitment businesses that that do do that kind of thing. But again, they're the smaller businesses, and that's yeah. what right. This is what we do. But the more established businesses, unless you break it all down and say, look, this is what we're going to be known for, um, it's very tough. It'd be great if everyone said, right, this is what we're going to be known for, and just focus on that and absolutely nail it. Um, but that's a that's a big challenge, big big <laughs> very challenge. big challenge. Yeah, cool. Um, right, so to kind of round it up, it's always a it's always a fun part. Um, <laughs> marketing tool technology that you know, if you took it away today, you'd quit, go home, give up. <laughs> <laughs> Google Analytics. Really? Yeah, I yeah I need. I'm to not see. sure anyone said that so far. Yeah, it's good. I, I think. I just look at it daily, making sure that there's, I think because obviously we have sort of PPC and yeah, stuff yeah. like that, making sure it's all working correctly. Have um, you kind of set all that up yourself, like goals yeah. and things? So yeah, I've set up all the goals myself, making sure that I'm able to give monthly reports, etc., to the, yeah. the board and seeing that there's an improvement every year as yeah. well. It's very important to me to making sure that our website's performing at yeah. optimum level. 
Because it's very easy, I think, with Google Analytics to, to jump on and shout about, oh, look, we've had a visitor yeah. from Taiwan. <laughs> and like, that's what, yeah. you, that's what you talk about. And, exactly. and, and visit and ultimately, What's a visitor visit numbers are pointless. Yeah, exactly. It? It's all about conversions. And then I suppose Google Analytics slash Cube19. Yeah. Because you can't work one without the other. Okay. Because um, you guys, you know, without bigging up the, the guys at Cube at all, is that is pretty central to your business, isn't it? It's huge, yeah. yeah. Not from like a, a KPI point of view, it's yeah. more from like a revenue generated ROI point of view. Yeah. Where we can see that, look, we've got the Google Analytics are saying this, what's the sales coming through that through the, these different sources. Yeah, yeah. And that's how we've, we've made sure that all our sources are coded up correctly within Google Analytics as well. Okay. So there's no disparities. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not just leaderboards and, <laughs> and, and deal music. <laughs> yeah, yeah right, right, basically. Yeah, cool. uh, Favourite brand? I would say uh, Monzo is definitely up there. Okay, yeah. Uh, just, I nice, love their social nice disruptor. Yeah, yeah, great disruptor. Their brand is amazing. Um, the customer experience is amazing as well, though, isn't it? You know, they, they, they deal with things brilliantly, like the, the level of communication and the honesty that... Exactly. That, and and for, for a marketer to say that, that, usually, if I saw bits and pieces like that, the cynic would in me would say, oh, they're doing that for X, Y, and Z yeah. reason. But it, it just it does see, seem really authentic from them, doesn't Definitely. it? Definitely. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you've seen their social media. It's something that I follow religiously. Oh, really? Just, just see how they approach it? Yeah. And, and obviously what we were talking about earlier for that content for content sake, yeah. every bit of content that they post out isn't promoting Monzo. Yeah. isn't, sign me up to Monzo. It's, like for example, I saw one today, I think it was, seven ways to save for a house. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. And it's all... Within that blog, there are links to how you do it within Monzo, but it's yeah. kind of that. It, it's not in your face. It's yeah, obvious. Exactly. It's certain, yeah, exactly. And I think they've they've, mar- they've mastered that sort mm. sort of social media yeah. posting. Yeah, that's good. Good brand. I've had, a, I've had a Monzo card. I haven't used it once. Just sat there. <laughs> I don't know. Can't can't leave HSBC since I've joined them as a as a kid at uh, school when I was thirteen. Um, noise or sound? Oh, um, the sound of the Norwich City faithful oh, singing God. the oldest football chant in the world. <laughs> on the yeah, you had City. to get Norwich in there at yeah, some point. Yeah, I had point. to. I felt yeah, like yeah. it was time. Liverpool first game of the season? Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, good luck. <laughs> There's so many Liverpool fans in this office. Oh, really? Yeah, it's horrible. Oh, Hannah's a Liverpool fan. Yeah, Hannah and Paul. Oh, Liverpool excellent. Fans. So, yeah, it's very horrible. Hey, it's a good one to have, though. Yeah. yeah good one to have. Um, yeah. Other than marketing, what, do you, what job would you like to give a crack? <laughs> Quite fancy being a pub owner in like a country oh, okay. pub, you know, like, like a, Al Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's okay. go with that. Just, just, chill, just chill out. You know, like a real country one. Yeah, not people like coming with their dogs. Yeah, like yeah a, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like a nice pub lunch. Yeah, good in food. the countryside. Yeah, give it a few years, and then I'm on about recruitment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Always good one. Favorite swear word. <sighs> You absolute bellend. <laughs> yeah, is it because it it's it's like passive aggressive, yeah. isn't it? No, no, it's kind of like on that. that border borderline. Is it offensive? Yeah, no. yeah. What's he just done there? Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> cool. Uh, cool. Um, another great episode. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Ben. Um, as ever, um, subscribe. Shout shout about lonely marketers. Um, you know we've had some incredible traction. Um, 
both from the first series and now you know halfway through the the second series so i just hope it keeps on growing and growing and growing thanks everyone for listening cheers ben thanks a lot see you soon bye